All right, guys, welcome back to RTW's Wild History Ride. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And on today's episode, I actually don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Thomas, I feel like you've said that multiple times. <laughs> uh, it, it seems that way because no one informs me anymore what they're going to do. I know, it's And surprise. I just do the opening. Yep. So, so we yep. just show up. Yeah, yep. I, well, I just show up. Nobody, nobody gives me any information. They just say, hey, we're recording tonight. Well, hey, check your claws, oh, okay. by the way. We've uh, both gotten uh, increased percentages lately of whatever money war we're in. So just check it. I'm just coming. Check the contract, the addendum. What clause? Yeah, <laughs> you, do you have a contract? <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't have a contract. What if I pulled it out? Me and Rod to have contracts. <laughs> we're like well, considering we all agreed I'd be CEO, I assume I'd make the most. I know. I'm like 49, 49, and then Thomas is two. Or so, like, me and Rhonda are 49, 49, and you're two. Uh huh. I think that'd be good. That that sounds fair for the dude who's doing the production and the editing and the uploading. And yeah, okay. Well, Uh, trust me, you would not want me to try this. It would be I'm interesting. I, I just want y'all to know how to upload them for one thing. That would be helpful to me. I don't know. If y'all knew how to upload, even if y'all just knew how to upload it on Buzzsprout, I know, but it's on your it's on your laptop. No, it's not. It's saved on the flash drive. Oh, whatever. Tomato, but, I mean, tomato. I'm not asking you to learn how to convert it so you can put it on YouTube or anything like that. I'm just asking you to learn how to upload an episode. Listen, I know correctly. how the I know how the Davis men are, and they can get a little antsy every now and then. I'm t- I don't uh-huh. want to be in the way of that. Well, with that being said, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we enjoy this, so comment if you can on our Instagram. Uh, Share. Share. Like. Yes, share. Uh, yeah, let your friends and family know. Get the word out. The more people who know about us, the longer we can do this, the more shows we can talk about. Uh, if you follow me or Will on Facebook, yes, uh, give us your commentary. Tell us what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a story that sounds interesting to you, let us know. Oh, you know, and we got to start thinking about our next theme of the... Uh... Already in discussion. Oh, we'll okay. Let you know. Okay. But all right, with that said and done, what are we talking about? Okay, well... Continuing our theme of military in November, and by the time this podcast drops, we will have, uh, it'll be after Veterans Day, but I am doing, yeah, obviously, like I said, continuing the military theme. Yes. I am doing sabotage that occurred during World War I in the United States. Mm, I love a good sabotage story. Yep. And we're thinking, you know, this is back over 100 years ago now, probably most people uh, unless you're a real history junkie, probably aren't familiar with these events. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a good time to to talk about yep. it. Yep, to return to the beginning here. Yep, yep. So today I have three episodes or three incidents of sabotage in the United States that we're going to talk about. And have either of you ever heard of Black Tom Island or Black Tom Railroad Yard? I've heard the name before, but it, I might be confusing it with something else. So I'm not entirely sure. I don't think I have either, honestly. The name sounds very familiar to me. I don't know if if history class was ever, you know, I'm sure we probably mentioned something about it. Could be. That's very possible. Okay. At the time of this story, it was a small island lying in New York Harbor between New Jersey and Liberty Island. World War I began July 1914. Two years later, the United States still hadn't entered the war, but was trading with both sides. Mm -hmm. So we were... Selling goods to both sides. We mm-hmm. were neutral, so there it is. But a British blockade was keeping American goods from reaching reaching German ports. And so Germany recognized what kind of impact this could have on the war, and Black Tom Island was a major depot, railroad hub, and a shipping port. A good percentage of American arms passed through Black Tom Island, and Germany had a large number of agents in the United States by 1914. 
Oh, really? So at the beginning of the war, yes. Oh, nice. Well, not nice, but like weird. I don't know. I guess that's I, weird to think about. Yeah, it is kind of weird well, to think about. I mean, it happens. It's war. You got moles. You got, yeah, you got to do things like that. Yep. So July 30th, 1916, and this is early on a Sunday morning, two million pounds of TNT and other munitions were in their berths waiting to be shipped overseas. Uh, German agents carrying pencil bombs. And I don't know if you guys know what pencil bombs look like. I think I've seen them. It does look pretty much like a pencil, mm-hmm. maybe kind of silverish in color. Oh, nice. But yeah, it's uh, maybe a little longer than a pencil. Yeah. How, it's uh, something that you could easily mistake for like a mechanical pencil. Right. How strong are we talking about these little pencil bombs? Well, I don't know, but I think it took several. That and along with some dynamite set off a series of fires around the facility. Mm-hmm. And there were security guards around, and they recognized just how dangerous this was going to be, how quickly it was going to get out of hand. And so they left the area. <laughs> yes. It just and, took off. I and, mean, I'm sorry, continue. No, 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 go right ahead. I was just going to say, you're asking how powerful it was. It also depends on where it's set off. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there were set multiple assassinations attempts against Hitler, mm-hmm. like you know. And uh, one attempt was a small explosive, but it wasn't strong enough to kill him because... Someone opened up the window in the room and things oh, like yeah. that. And doors were open. Air pressure so, yeah, stuff, so whatever. So if, if, if the room had been sealed, it would have been strong to kill everyone in the room. But it wasn't. Well, so if you, you have to have certain conditions for certain explosions uh, to do the most effect. Mm-hmm. So Well, it probably didn't need much there since you said, what, this was a TNT <laughs> area. Yeah, if there yeah. were other things involved, then yeah, it's all going up. I love a, good, a little TNT area. Yep, you're exactly right, Thomas. So at 2.08 a.m. the morning of July 30th, the TNT blew, and the bl- uh, blast broke windows 25 miles away. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, woke people up in Maryland, and the Statue of Liberty was showered with shrapnel. And the uh, statue's torch was closed; to, has been closed to tourists ever since because of the damage it sustained. Oh wow! From the explosion, I wonder. So I guess they never got a chance to fixing it or anything. Or? I, you know, I don't know if they ever fixed it because I know they did a rehaul of the Statue of Liberty what several years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they actually fixed it, and they but just don't we want going people up. going up there. <laughs> yeah, not, we're not going up there. I didn't even know honestly that you can go up to the torch or whatever like you know i want to say i read about it and it's like a ladder going up into oh, a torch oh okay but, so it's like i, I don't know i mm-hmm. would not want to do it seriously no me neither but anyway so yeah so it was damaged still off limits and at least four people were killed mm-hmm. and possibly as many as seven so oh, I, I couldn't find in sources nailed down exactly how many mm-hmm. but you could imagine four to seven too many yes Yep. And uh, German agents were eventually named, and Germany settled a, on a payment of $50 million to the Lehigh Valley Railroad, which owned Black Tom Island. Oh, okay. Now, a f- couple of different sources, uh, they don't mention exactly Lehigh Valley Railroad, like I said, who owned the Black Tom Island, but it just mentions a payment from Germany. So I don't know if it really went to Lehigh Valley Railroad or if it went maybe to the U.S. government. I'm not yeah. really sure. Uh, it's... Like I say, kind of vague as the different resources or different sources I've read. But, uh, and it actually took them until I want to say it was 1972 or 1979 to finish the payments. Oh, and God. they really uh, pushed back on it until maybe the 50s before they admitted, yeah, we could have been responsible for this. <laughs> could have been. Actually, I'm sorry. They may have never even re- admitted they were responsible, but they did agree to pay the reparations. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. I neither confirm yes. or deny? Yeah. Uh, Black Tom Island was reconstructed, and it's now the southeastern part of New Jersey's Liberty State Park. I had never heard that before. 
I would imagine that there's a whole lot of people that go to that park and have no idea. I don't Mm-mm. know if there's any kind of plaques or anything saying what once occurred there. Mm-hmm. No idea. But that, yeah, I'm sure most people don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know. The idea of having like a whole bunch of TNT in one area always scares me and I wouldn't want to work there. Yeah, it just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd find a lot of that going on these days. It would be a lot more controlled. Yeah. A lot more safeties involved. I mean, can you say OSHA? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny i think of that uh i don't know it's so weird like shoot i get nervous around the oxygen tanks or whatever at the hospital or something sometimes i'm like i can only imagine how much worse that would have been you know oh yeah no doubt okay now for our second incident this is the Mare island naval shipyard and it was the first united states navy base on the pacific coast it's located 25 miles northeast of san francisco in Vallejo, California, in uh, March 1917. Oh, my gosh. Just, just ignore it. I know. It happens. Ah! Wait, oh, October's just, over. I know. It's like, uh, it, for, for those of you out there listening, we just had lights flashing in the room. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a light with an issue. It's been a problem for a few months. Shoot, I don't but know. But I'm the one up here regularly enough to have it happen to him. Just wait. It gets faster and God, I'm glad I'm not epileptic over here. And, and it'll tur- turn on. See... The light's usually like really dim, but after it does a few dozen flashes, it uh it turns on bright, so the whole room's lit up. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I think we need to fix that. Yeah, I've I've mentioned it a few times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, if, if you just close your eyes, you can. But yeah, almost not even continue with what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, it's like a strobe light just going go, off. Just here. Go, I'm just dancing continue. in the background. Stop. Here, here where's the mirror ball? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Oh, is that bad? oh my god it's like being in a haunted house thomas this is terrible yeah i'm uh, i'm about to take a video of this you have to put that on the instagram or whatever. I, I am i'm sharing this Hold this on. is awful all right well let me continue with the story while, yeah. while oh, thomas is filming this oh, okay. oh no it's stopping hold on <gasps> of course better work fast thomas okay in 19 uh, in march 1917 mare island naval shipyard was the site of a major explosion of barges loaded with munitions Six people were killed and 31 were wounded. Uh, the blast was tied to German saboteur Lothar, I don't want to try to do this, Witzke. Oh, that's a good name. Who was caught and imprisoned in 1918. And I found in one source that Witzke was also part of the team responsible for Black Tom, the Black Tom Island explosion, which we just talked about. Oh, my God. Okay. He was sentenced to death, but his sentence was commuted to life imprisonment by Woodrow Wilson because the war had ended before the sentence could be carried out. And he was pardoned by Calvin Coolidge in 1923, and I found a couple of different sources as to why he was released. (laughs) One of those, uh, the German ambassador, asked for his release because other countries, including Germany, had released prisoners of war, uh, including spies, when the war ended. Mm, mm. And two, it's Whiskey, I hope I'm saying this right, had supposedly prevented a disaster by entering a prison boiler room after an explosion. So I don't know if he re- rescued people. I couldn't oh, find okay. detail on that. Or if he shut something down to keep the explosion from being worse, which, would you call that irony? Yeah. I'm like, shoot, I said, didn't you just like, get put in here for that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So he saw the error of his ways, I suppose. Yeah, and I, uh, sorry I don't have more detail on the Mare Island explosion, but that uh, I didn't find a lot about it, unfortunately. And the... Uh, Shipyard was actually closed down in 1996. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you think, um, I wonder what like the remnants and stuff of it kind of look like, you know, nowadays or whatever, or if there's actually, anything there. I think they've done um, 
maybe built houses on it. I'm oh, not really okay. sure. I, I mean, I don't think they just, you know, it's in California. I doubt they just said, let's close this down and nobody will be here. So, she, Oh, yeah. I don't she, think that's what happened. They got to maximize the amount of area they, they use, I'm yeah, sure, from there. I think they did some some work there. Okay. Now, the third act of sabotage is an explosion at Kingsland, which I believe is the Meadowlands in New Jersey, or that's what it was called at that point. But it's now what is what is now Lyndhurst, New Jersey. And on January the 11th, 1917, an explosion destroyed a high ammunition depot. The uh, fire started in Building 30, possibly by Theodore Wozniak. Hopefully I've got that right, too. Wozniak? W-O-Z-N-I-A-K. That sounds good. Yeah, woes, was, whatever. Woke. His uh, boss, Morris Chester Moosen, saw him pour clear liquid on a fire that supposedly started in at his work desk. Water? I, well, <laughs> I don't know. See, what supposedly, and this is what Moosen said, thought he thought it was odd that the fire was being put out with uh, some kind of clear liquid because the fires that occurred in Building 30, which is where this happened, uh, were supposed to have buckets of sand thrown on them. Oh, And that's okay. not what happened. So he was like uh, well, not he following have, protocol. He also could have just been panicking. Yeah, true. Could have been. Could have been. But Acetone. Or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But, but Moosen said that the fire seemed to accelerate after the liquid was thrown on it. <laughs> and the the fire was... Oh. You were going to say something, Thomas? No, I was going to say, it'd be pretty obvious if it was an accelerant that was getting thrown directly on a fire. I, I think. I mean, it shouldn't be in question. I, I know. No, I was thinking about that, too. I would think if you were standing there throwing stuff on a fire, it's you would be part up. of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just... Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh-huh. I, I would like to think, as much as I would like to think that he had, like, oh, a bucket of water, like, perfect, or like whatever at his desk. I don't know. That seems a little fishy. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it did to his boss, too. But, uh, again, I like I said, if you were doing, throwing, as Thomas said, an accelerant on a fire... You would think you would become part of the fire. You would it would flash and you know you'd be yeah on fire. yeah there'd be there yeah yeah. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, as somebody who's put lighter fluid on a fire before, yeah, a lot of times. stand back a lot of fires. Yeah. So okay, so the fire was quickly out of control and spread to the other buildings. Not only just because of the fire itself, but because apparently there were high winds that day. Oh, great! So and the factory. And what it did, it manufactured arms for the Russian military and at the time contained inventories of gunpowder, <laughs> TNT, no! and half a million artillery shells across 40 buildings. So we're it's talking always, about a huge structure, uh, comp, compound, whatever you want to call it. It's always the TNT, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's, well, that's a bit excessive. I don't think I've ever seen TNT or whatever. I, I think I've seen it. But I mean, I know what, like, it's primarily what, like, nitroglycerin or something depend, like that. But depends on the mix, but uh, it's like nitroglycerin and sand. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, uh, ugh, sawdust. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it certainly seems to have been quite prevalent during World War One. Oh, I yeah, she, it was, was everywhere. You couldn't go across the corner, like, without finding a TNT thing or something. <laughs> certainly what it sounds like. I mean, goodness. Mommy's TNT, I don't know. <laughs> everybody, everybody's either setting fire or blowing up. Yep. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Glad we, we live in we the were 2020s. Well, we were well into the war effort there with manufacturing not. all this stuff. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Like I said, did you guys even catch the half million artillery shells? Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. I'm sure they did, too, after it was set up. <laughs> yeah, literally. Every one of them. Quite literally. <laughs> okay, so the cloud of smoke could be seen as far away as Manhattan, which, and I, I don't know, I'd have to pull out a map to see how far 
Uh, oh, where was that? I'll look it Lindhurst, up while you're talking. Yeah, where, how far Lindhurst, New Jersey is from Manhattan. Okay. But uh, yeah, could be seen that far. And as you could imagine, it didn't take long for those shells to start exploding. And uh, the explosions could be felt as far away as Yonkers and Staten Island. So there you go, Will. There's another one you can look up just how far away those are. It looks like from Lindhurst to Manhattan, it looks like it's a 12-mile drive. Mm. And, which doesn't seem as far, but I bet that's a, that's a long way, though. 12 miles is a long way. I, I guess to see the smoke, maybe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then to feel the explosions, Yonkers and oh, Staten sorry. Island. I don't know how far away those are, but... Gosh, I don't know. That's just a... Uh, <laughs> the explosions happening in what World War One era, of, like <laughs> United States, is crazy oh, to me. Well, as you can imagine, the artillery shells were falling in what was is now downtown Lyndhurst, and fires were being set all over the town. Uh, factory workers and townspeople were scattering throughout the town, trying to find some kind of shelter. Yeah, uh, I was reading one story about uh, a small boy. He was recalling this as a much older man how his mother bundled them all up to get them out of the house, but really didn't know where to go from there. Uh, And again, they were just scattering, trying to find some kind of safe haven. Yeah, Uh, Some went into a frozen swamp towards the Hackensack River uh, and just dispersed all around the town. Uh, Fires and explosions continued on until the next morning. As you can well imagine. And like freaking the decimation of that whole area is probably, oh, I could not even imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Wozniak was eventually tracked down and arrested in 1942. And it was revealed that he was on the payroll of German spy Frederick Hirsch. Ooh. So interesting. Was accelerant after all. <laughs> Possibly, possibly. <laughs> uh, no one died uh, during this, during the explosions and the fire and all the running around trying to find oh, a safe wow. haven. good. And that's in part due to, and here we go, women empowerment. Okay, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like, I'm listening. Tessa McNamara. She was a switchboard operator at the facility and stayed at her switchboard calling all the buildings, making sure everyone got out Aww. before... She started to leave the building and actually passed out and was carried out by firemen. Bless her. She, what a hero. I know. Could you imagine all the things whizzing around you in your building as you're sitting there in that facility? And you know, she was probably as calm and cool and collected as she ever was. I I would not be. Sure. Maybe. I really can't imagine, but hopefully. I I can see how I'd be making those phone calls. Oh, I know. uh, Shoot, I'm telling you, like, it was hard enough. Shoot, I could barely, if something goes wrong at work, my mood is just ruined or something like that. You know, shoot. I mean, I can only imagine how how she was failing at that time. Oh, yeah. And rightfully so. And actually, there's a plaque uh, dedicated to her and one of the sources I was reading up on they were at the 100th anniversary as they were going to have a tribute to her, her memory for saving so many people and calling and making sure people were out of buildings. I hope so. she got some kind of award. Well, besides the plaque and stuff, I hope she got some, something for that. I hope so, too. I'm sure there was something there. If they fired her, shoot, I would hold that over their head. I said, do y'all remember when I saved the hundreds of employees? I like, kind of doubt that? that, but I'm not sure what she had to go back to yeah, after true. all of this. Uh, or anybody had anything to go back to, really. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, even today, if they occasionally it happens, if they're building a foundation... They may find an unexploded shell. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> shoot! I, I, cool thing to a cool souvenir. Let's just hope that uh, nothing's around it at the time or whatever. Yeah, no doubt. Oh God! But those are the three um, incidents of sabotage I found here in the United States during World War One, 
And I'm actually thinking uh, maybe making this a two-parter and going yeah. into some of the World War II sabotage well, you know it's events. so weird like you would think that um i don't know i mean like you always think you're safest at home and i know we've had things in our lifetime to where that's obviously not been the case or whatever but i mean like that's so scary to think about just like you know wartime already and you're having all these things happen in your home and stuff like that so you're not really safe anywhere that's the unfortunate part of that well, apparently all across the United States, there were, and it could have just been, uh, people were just really in tune to it or just fearful, I guess, but there were apparently fires set in various areas around the United States and unexplained, I'm doing air quotes, yeah. unexplained and supposedly sabotage, but I'm not sure that anything really ever came of those. And we're talking about small fires and things like that, yeah. arson type things, not like these big, massive, you know, explosion yeah. type things where they're taking buildings out and killing people. What but if I was a saboteur, y'all? I'm telling you. No, you what, never really past know life you? Or yeah. what? <laughs> well, You're not exactly skilled enough, but okay. You don't know. I'm uh-huh. saying it could all be a thing. I'm very uh-huh. skilled. You should see me at work. I'm so skilled. He's stealthy. <laughs> so skilled. Okay. How many uh, times have I scared you whenever you walk into my house? Oh, all just, the time. Just by me standing in the doorway. By the way, y'all have a skeleton at Joel's fence. Yeah. It's been up there since Halloween, dude. I'm like, it's It November. was at the Halloween party. Nobody said anything. I didn't even say it. I don't think that's the first time I ever remember saying it, by the way. Before that, it was hanging off of the boat. I, the witch got me. I said, that dang witch. It got everybody that it, night. It, but. Yeah. On moving on, I believe we are done for the night. Oh, I was just going to mention we were talking about World War II and how I may make this a two-parter. Uh, do you, have you guys ever even heard about the uh, German U-boat who came up there? I think it was off Long Island, yes. and numerous German spies got off. I don't know if they yes, planted something that, there, yeah. you know, put munitions or they got off at Liberty what? Island. You said Long Island. Oh, Long I Island. believe it was Long Island. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. Something. So that may be a two part. That might be a good part too. I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Especially if since you guys don't, well, Thomas, you've heard of it. Will, maybe not. Um, so. I'm, I'm telling y'all, I said, whatever I remember about history is probably long gone. I'm t- Unfortunately, a lot of mine's gone too. And hence the podcast. Hence yes. the podcast. The whole thing, my refresher course. But all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope to catch you next week and have a good one. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Till next week.